Andy, did you hear that? Come on, come on, Andy. Did I hear what? That whistle. That's the Rinso White whistle. Oh, and Rinso means us. That's right. Rinso gets clothes Rinso White, and Rinso presents the Amos and Andy Show. I've got a hunch that some wash days, a lot of you ladies look at your laundry hamper, and the clothes seem piled way up to here. And your spirits go like this. Because you don't see how you'll ever get it all done. Well, that's your cue to switch to Soapy Rich Rinso. With those Peppy Rinso suds in your washer, it takes as little as a five-minute run for each load to give you a wash that's really clean. You see, Rinso gets out more dirt. Washable colors come out Rinso bright, safely. Shirts and sheets and all your whitewash look gleaming. Rinso white. Get Rinso, ladies, tomorrow. First thing. And now, our stars, Amos and Andy. Well... Andy Brown, that gay romantic figure, has actually fallen in love with a girl he found listed in the Lonely Hearts catalog and has been pressing his courtship through the post office. As we find Andy now, he is telling Amos and the Kingfish all about Gardenia Smith, his mail-order fiancé, number 66 in the catalog. Yeah, well, there's Gardenia's picture, fellas, number 66 in the catalog. How'd you look to you? Oh, yeah, you sure lucky, son. Oh, is she really a good-looking gal, Andy? Yeah, and since, B, we've been writing each other regular, this has developed into a real love match. Oh, say, by the way, Andy, uh, all they got in this catalog is pictures of the gals and their numbers. How do you find out her name and address so you could write to her? Well, when you finds the picture of the gal you want in the catalog, you sends the club her number with a dollar, and they send you back a name and address. Oh, that's a pretty good idea there, Brother Andy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's how it works, huh? But tell me this, Andy, uh, you sound like you and this Gardenia Smith is practical married. Uh, did you propose by mail, too? Oh, sure. I read the proposal Tuesday and sent it to where she live in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And just this morning, I got a telegram saying she arrives in New York today and for me to meet her at the Harlem Plaza Hotel at 2 o'clock. Oh, so you read her proposal and she's coming to New York. Yeah. Brother Andy, you really on the hook now. Oh, Kingfish. Look at that picture. Mm-hmm. She looked like Lena Horn. <laughs> Look at that beautiful face. Uh, catalog or no catalog, that's a gal that any man would be... Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hello, Ryden, what you want? Oh, uh, hello, gentlemen. Uh, I raced over here, uh... Oh, uh, what did I race over here for? Uh, oh, I know why. Uh, no, I don't either. It was something. Or what was it? Well, what's that in your hand? Uh, this is a special letter for you. A uh, special delivery, Miss Andy. Uh, ha, 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 ha. That's why I race over here. Uh, special delivery letter. Uh, here, let me see that. Uh, who is it from, son? Gardenia? No, from the Lonely Hearts Club. Ah, oh boy, my alma mater. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they want a 50-cent bonus because I pissed, uh, picked the best-looking gal in the catalog. 
Yeah, it must be a report and read it, Andy. Go ahead. Yeah. Hmm. Dear sir, this is to inform you that due to a unfortunate error, instead of sending you the name and address of number 66, we sent you the address of Gardenia Smith, who was actual number 99 in the catalog, and I... Wait a minute. That means I done pre-posed the number 99 instead of 66. Kingfish, give me that catalog. Brother Ender, I was way ahead of you. I already got the catalog open to the picture of 99, the real Gardenia Smith. I was looking at it. You is, huh? Uh, what is the news, Kingfish? Uh, Ender, prepare yourself for the worst. Huh? Well, why ain't number 99 as pretty as uh, number 66? Uh, well, uh, pretty... The best way to describe her is to say that she got a face that, uh... On second thought, I ain't sure it is a face. You, know. you ain't, huh? Uh, no, but then again, it must be a face that's got ears on it. Let me see. Well, we're... Uh, put it down on the desk there so we can all see it. Yeah. All right, Andy, gather your nerves, steal yourself, and if you got any rose-colored glasses handy, slip them on. Here's the picture. Uh... Well, I'll tell you one thing, fellas. This is one proposal I ain't going through with. Give me that phone and I'll call her. Uh, hold it, hold it, uh, hold it, hold it, and hold it, hold it. What's the matter, Kingfish? Yeah, what's wrong? Uh, this Gardenia Smith has got your proposal of marriage in writing. If you tries to break your engagement, she can slap you with an airtight breach of promise suit that'll have you paying off for the rest of your life. He's right, Andy. Yeah. There's only one thing for me to do. Get over to see my lawyer, Gabby Gibson. Come on, Kingfish. <laughs> Well, there you is, Gabby. Andy done told you all the facts in the case. Now, do you think there's any way that he can get out of marrying this Gardenia Smith? Well, you got to see the gal personally. Yes, indeed. You got to explain the thing to her. Yes, indeed. That's the only thing to do. You got to face the gal. You got to face her. Now, let me see the picture. Uh, because, um, 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 uh, oh, my, you can't face that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Gabby, you can see why I can't marry that gal. Is I really got a breach of promise suit on my hands if I don't? Oh, this is more than just a breach of promise. Much more. Yes, indeed. This is contempt of court. That's what it is. Contempt of court. Contempt of court? How you figure that? Well, any man that caught a gal like that certainly got my contempt. That's contempt of court if I ever had it. Look here, Gabby. Uh, couldn't you, as my lawyer, kind of find some way to keep me from marrying that hag? All right, just a second. A thought just hit me. I think I got something. Yeah, I think I really got something. Yes, sir. There's one condition Annie can be in, so you don't have to marry that gal at all. Only one condition. Oh, great, Gabby. Great. Uh, what condition do I have to be in? Uh, you has got to be, um, uh, dead. Dead? <laughs> Kingfish, I'm telling you, Gabby is crazy. What good is it going to do me to say I is dead? Listen here, now, I got a $50 Christmas club at the bank that I done paid half on. Oh, uh, half, huh? Yeah, and I gets it tomorrow. Yeah. Tell you what, I'll give you the whole $25 if you get me out of this mess. Brother Andy, it's a deal. Uh, you have started my brains working. I got it. Yeah, what is it? Now, look here. We'll say that you is dead. Now, listen. If you is dead, then Gardenia Smith won't insist on marrying you. Well, I don't know. Judging from her picture, I don't think she's that choosy. 
Uh, now, look, Anna, look here. You write a suicide note saying that you has done throwed yourself in the Harlem River. Then I takes the note up to Gardenia and tells her that I is a detective from the suicide squad. Well, what good is that going to do? Well, as a detective, I can tell her that the police wants all the love letters you done rid of as evidence in the case. You see, that way I gets back the letters for you, and Gardenia Smith ain't got nothing left to hold you for on this breach of promise. Kingfish, it might work. Go ahead. So you see, Miss Smith, uh, in a suicide case like this, us detectives always gets all the letters the victim has written to check the handwriting with a suicide note. Now, that's why I want the love letters Andy Brown written to you. Well, I'll get the letters for you, Detective Stevens, but I... I just can't believe he did away with himself. It was only two days ago that I got his proposal. Oh, it's true already, Miss Smith. I was right there when he drowned. Oh. Yeah, I even jumped in to save him, but before I could get to him, he went down for the sixth and last time. I remember that. <laughs> you say he came up six times? Yeah, sure he did, because I remember every time he would come up, he would yell, Goodbye, cruel world. Boy, this water's cool. I remember that. <laughs> oh, but I... Still can't believe it. Can't. No, sir. Andy Brown dead. Mm-hmm. Why, he was to meet me here today at 2 o'clock. I had something important to tell him. Uh, lady, what is done is done, and Andy Ridge Brown is done. Oh, oh I even has the suicide note right here that he read as final proof. Suicide note? Oh, can I see it? Yeah, right here, right here. Look at it there. And the proof is legal. Just look at the heading on there. It says here, official suicide note. <laughs> see that? Yeah, then he had a note to public to sign it and everything else there, yeah. Oh, whatever made him do it. Yeah, well, let me read you the note here. Say here, to whom it may concern, and especially my ever-loving Gardenia Smith, care of the Harlem Plaza Hotel. Oh. Now, start out here, say, gentlemen and sweetheart. Yeah. This is to inform you that I is about to end it all via the Harlem River. Oh. Therefore, Gardenia, don't expect me at your hotel at 2 o'clock. Oh. So, goodbye, gentlemen, and farewell, Gardenia, my love. Oh. Then a sign here, Andrew H. Brown, and right below the signature, there's two witnesses. He always done everything right, you see. Got two yeah. Oh, if he had only waited to see me. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, well, but, uh, Miss Smith, uh, can I have those love letters that you were gonna give me? Why, well, I ain't got them here with me in New York. They're home in Pittsburgh. Uh-oh, uh, do you? Yes, but I can telegram my mother right now to send the mail mail. Oh, yeah. Well, they'll be here tomorrow, and you can pick them up then, Detective Stevens. Oh, uh, tomorrow, huh? Yeah. I'll be back then. Goodbye, Mr. Oh, goodbye, Detective Stevens. Oh, how could Andy Brown do that to himself just when... Oh. Hello. Uh, hello. Is this Miss Gardenia Smith of Pittsburgh talking? Yes, it is. Who's this? Uh, Miss Smith, this is Frederick Montgomery Quindell, reporter on the Harlem newspaper. Uh-huh. I hear the rumor that uh, Andy Brown has proposed to you, and y'all are speaking on this nuptial stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 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 I just want to get a little story for our society column. For the society column? Then you don't know what happened to Andy? Uh, happened to Andy? Uh, what you mean? Uh, uh, what you talking about, Miss Smith? Poor Andy. Well, uh... To start from the beginning, a detective was just here and the most awful thing has happened. Andy Brown suddenly went... (laughs) 
Andy, you gotta hand it to your old pal, the Kingfish. Gardenia Smith really did swallow that suicide story hook, line, and sinker. Yeah, well, from the look of her picture, her mouth is big enough to swallow the pole, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me this, Kingfish. Is she really as bad as she look in the catalog here? Oh, to tell you the truth, Andy, she was even uglier. Uglier? I didn't think that was possible. I didn't either. But you know, the, in the picture over there, the one nice thing about it was her hair. Yeah. Well, when I told her that you done committed suicide, she fell back in the chair and all the hair slid over on one side. <laughs> you, you mean she wears a wig? Well, if she don't, she got an awful slippery scalp. <laughs> Boy, I'm really lucky getting out of marrying her. Oh, yeah. And when you get them letters back from her tomorrow, I'll be in the clear. Yeah. And that'll be the end of that suicide stuff. Oh, sure. And then I'm going to... Uh, wait a minute. Here comes Lightning now. Uh, hello, Kingfish. Hello, Miss Landon. Hello, Lightning. Hey, what's on your mind? Uh, Miss Landon, how do you feel? I feel fine. Why? Uh, I don't see how you can. You is dead. <laughs> what you mean, I is dead? Ain't you see the front page of the Harlem paper? No. Uh, let me read it. Uh-oh. Andy, you was in trouble. What did it say? The headlines say, Harlem grieves over suicide of Andrew H. Brown. Oh, me. Well, the Kingfish's idea for avoiding a breach of promise suit has certainly gotten Andy in a fine predicament. We'll learn what happens in just a moment. A lady I know told me why she started using Rinso. Seems she was listening to Amos and Andy. So good sitting here listening to the radio after bending over that wash tub all day. Ladies, why don't you take it easy on wash day? Mm, wouldn't I love to? Try Rinso. Rinso soapy rich suds soak clothes clean in, in as little as ten minutes. A few light finger rubs on extra grimy places will do the trick. Well, maybe for my heavy pieces. Rinso's safe for washable colors, too. Leaves them bright and gay through wash after wash. And ladies, you can't beat a snowy Rinso white. Well, I, I guess I'll give it a try. And now you can hear her every wash day whistling like this. Rinse all white, happy little wash day song. Rinse all white, pretty sing it all day long. Your clothes are so white and the color so bright, you sing as you work along. Rinse all white, happy little wash day song. And now back to the Amos and Andy show. Well, it was quite a shock to Andy to discover from reading the newspaper that now not only Gardenia Smith, but all of Harlem believes he has committed suicide. And since the corpse isn't supposed to be sitting around his office smoking a big cigar, we find Andy now with the kingfish hiding out in the basement of the lodge hall, reading the rest of the story announcing his suicide. Uh, listen to what I say here in the paper, brother Andy. Yeah, read it. They say here... The suicide of Andrew Brown is a severe loss to the community of Harlem. Brown has always been regarded as one of its outstanding citizens. 
He was a tireless, energetic, hard-working of... Hey, wait a minute, Joe. I wonder if there was another Andrew H. Brown that committed suicide yesterday. <laughs> Uh, what else did it say there? Well, down here at the bottom of the right up, let me see. Here it is right down here. Yeah, see here, something about your estate and how much you left. Here it is. Hmm, uh, how much do it say that I left? You see here, the late Mr. Brown, high official and executive of many corporations, leaves an estate which is estimated will not be in excess of 20 cents. <laughs> wait a minute, wait. What is they talking about? I got twice that much. Uh... Well, I'm going to tell you one thing, Anna. It's a lucky thing. Uh, wait a minute, Anna. A thought just done smack me in the head. You was in trouble. Uh, what you mean? What's the matter? The police. They're going to see this newspaper just like we are. And when they read the suicide story, they're going to start investigating. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, what, what must I do, Kingfish? What must I do? Look, Anna. Look here. Now, here is the facts as I see them. You got to play dead till I get these letters back from Gardenia Smith. So you ain't going to have to marry, you see? Hmm. Now, after we get them back, we'll figure from that point. Yeah, but what about the police? Yeah, well, now look here. You gotta stay out of the way of the police and you gotta stay out of the way of everybody else. I tell you what you gotta do. You gotta just hide and you can't stay down here in the basement at the lodge neither because no. the members come down here for chairs and card tables. Yeah, well, I, uh, oh, I know, I know where I can hide. Yeah. Where? The basement of Shorty's barbershop. Ain't nobody gonna see you going over there, is it? Oh, no, no. I can go through the alley down to Shorty's and get into his place through the back door. Good. <laughs> Well, Shorty, here's your towels. Yeah, I, I, I've been waiting for, for that laundry. I, I was almost out. Yeah, well, barbershop used an awful lot of towels, you know. It, it, hey, what's the matter, Shorty? You don't look good. Well, I, I, I've been ailing for two, three days. Got swimming in the head, a dizzy spell, uh, kind of run down. Been, been to the doctor twice. Well, you want to take care of yourself. Where's your dirty towels? I'll take them along. Right, right there in that box there. I don't know what's the matter with me. And then this morning, I was reading, reading in the paper that... That one of my best friends, Andy Brown, committed suicide. Yeah, that's too bad. You know him well? Oh, sure. Last night I give him a shave, a haircut, a singe, a manicure, and a face massage. Now he's dead. The best groomed body in the Harlem River. <laughs> yeah, show, show did upset me all right. Everywhere I look now, I seem to see poor Andy standing there. I just can't get him out of my mind. Well, I wouldn't work too hard. You feel better, Shorty. See you next week with your laundry. All right, so goodbye. Well, I believe I'll close up the shop now and go on home. It's getting dark anyway. I don't feel so good in the head. Hmm, somebody at the back door. Shorty, it's me. But, wait, wait, wait a minute, don't... Not, not, not only do I see him, but, but now, now I was hearing him. Uh, Shorty, hmm? do me a favor. I want to spend some time in your basement. Now, wait a minute. Don't, please, don't do that. Why don't you go back to in the river where you belong, Andy? You was dead. Listen, Shorty, listen. It's me. What's the matter? Oh, nothing, nothing's the matter. Everything is okay. No trouble at all. I feel fine. Don't worry about me. I'm, I'm going to faint. Uh, Shorty, everything is all right. I'm just dead for a couple of days. Well, I'm so glad to hear that. <laughs> Listen, Shorty, don't get nervous. I ain't committed no suicide. I just said I did so I wouldn't have to marry that scarecrow that I pre-posed to by mistake. Oh, 
Now I'm beginning to understand. Yeah, well, listen, Shorty. Mm-hmm. I ain't got no time to explain no more to you, but I is alive. And I wants to hide in your basement till tomorrow. And I don't want you to tell nobody that I ain't dead. Uh, is you telling me the truth? Look here, Shorty, look. Mm-hmm. Here is the catalog from the Lonely Hearts Club. Mm-hmm. Here's the picture of the gal that I done pre-posed to by mistake. Mm-hmm. Now, that's why I wants to hide. Take a look at her picture there. Look at that. Uh, let me see it. Oh, Annie, that ain't no reason for you to... Uh, she ain't such a bad... Uh, she's a pretty fair looking... Uh, she, she looks kind of good. Uh, uh, she she might have made a very good... Uh, I'd commit suicide, too. <laughs> You sent for me, Chief? Yes, Davis. This story here in last night's Harlem paper about an Andrew Brown who was supposed to have committed suicide. Have we any report on this case? Brown? Suicide? Yeah. Hmm. No, Chief, we haven't. That's what I thought. Fine thing when a newspaper gets a report on a suicide before the police. Davis, you go to the Harlem Plaza Hotel and check up with Miss Gardenia Smith, the girl Brown is supposed to have sent his suicide note to. Gardenia Smith, eh? Yeah. Right, Chief. I'm on my way. Say you never met this Andrew Brown in person, huh? You just uh, corresponded with him. That's right, Detective Davis. The last letter I had from him was a proposal of marriage. And I telegraphed him that I'd be in New York and I wanted to see him because I... Oh, someone at the door. Excuse me. Uh, wait a minute. It's a friend of yours. It may be embarrassing to find a detective here. I'll just wait in the other room. Oh, thank you. Oh, hello, Detective Stevens. Well, hello there, Miss Smith. Uh, just come from the police station. The chief uh, down at the police station asked me to come by here and pick up the love letter so we can close the case down at headquarters. Uh, uh, they got you, didn't they? Oh, yes, Mother sent them. Here they are. Yeah, well, now that's fine. Thank you very, very, very much, buddy. I'll uh, just slip them in my pocket here and... Just uh... a second there. Did I hear you say something about closing this case down at headquarters? Uh, 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 Miss Smith, uh, who is this? Oh, uh, Detective Stevens, don't you know each other? You should. You're both detectives. This is Detective Davis. Oh, uh, are you a real detective? <laughs> yes. Are you? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. A real detective, all right. I uh, got flat feet, magnifying glass, sneak around corners. Oh, a real man. Yes, sir. <laughs> Got the stuff, yeah. Detective Stevens, eh? Oh, yeah, the Stevens. I don't ever remember hearing you. What's your precinct? Uh, precinct, uh, precinct, uh, 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 167th. Yeah, oh, the good old 167th, the boys, eh? Uh, you, we only have 84 precincts. 84? Yeah. Did they cut out my precinct without letting me know about the thing? <laughs> yeah, and they must have cut out about 80 others, too. Yeah, the, well, uh, I, I tell you, Detective uh, Davis, uh, I feel lost. Here I is, a man without a precinct. Remember? Is that as serious as it sounds, Detective Stevens? Oh, it, it's the worst thing that could happen to a detective. Take away his gun, take away his badge, but never take away his precinct. <laughs> well, uh, I've got to be running along now, and I've got to locate the precinct somewhere. You know, I look for the thing. Maybe they got it laying over there somewhere. Now, just a minute, you. Miss Smith. Whatever gave you the idea this man was a detective? 
Oh, he said so when he brought up Andy Brown's suicide note. Oh, he brought the suicide note out. Yeah, huh? well, well, I tell you. Stevens, you're coming down to headquarters with me. Uh, but Detective Devon. I think the chief might want to ask you a few questions. Now listen to me, Stevens. Hold your head up. You still insist Brown is dead and he committed suicide? Oh, yeah, sir, mister. Uh, that is the truth. I clear it is. Won't you please turn them lights off my face, though? They're blinding my eyes. I, I can't stand them no more. Keep at him, Chief. Keep at him. He'll crack. He knows more than he's telling. According to Miss Smith, you were there when Brown jumped in the river. Oh, yeah, sir. You're yeah. lying. Oh, no, I ain't. Uh, look, mister, you done had them lights shining on my face now for four hours. Can't you turn them off a while and give me a rest? I'll keep those lights on you all day and all night until you talk. Chief, this fellow's been lying all the way. And there's only one reason for it. And I think you're right. Stevens, I'm going to hold you for the murder of Andrew Brown. Uh, the murder of... Wait a minute. You can't do that. I'll show you where he is, mister. I'll show you where he is. <laughs> Look, Kingfish, why did you have to go and tell the police I was in Shorty's barbershop? Yeah, well, that was the only way out, Andrew. Yeah, well, that's a fine way out. Now he is both in jail here for tampering with the law. Yeah, well, I had to do it, Andrew. I had to do it. Yeah, I done, I done the best I could. You see, they accused me of murdering you. Anyway, Andrew, at least what I done for you is worth being in jail for. You got the letters back from Gardenia. Now she can't sue you for breach of promise. Yeah, and you got my $25, too. Well, I guess all of this being in jail is worth it after all. I... Wait a minute. Who is this woman coming over to our cell? Here? Uh, where? Right there. Uh-oh. That is Gardenia Smith in the flesh. Yeah, they show plenty of it, too, ain't it? Oh, you must be Andy Brown. I came all the way to New York to see you and tell you how much that sweet proposal of yours meant to me. And that Now, I... wait a minute. Wait a minute, Gardenia. Oh, wait, wait a minute. Don't, don't worry, Andy. You got the letter. Andy, please let me finish. Oh, there's more, huh? Yeah, you see, the reason I came to New York was to tell you in person that I've decided to marry my old boyfriend. <laughs> Amos and Andy will be back in just a moment. I have a new slant on an old verse, ladies. Listen. What a wonderful place the world would be if lollipops grew on every tree and the dishes would wash themselves. <laughs> well, of course, lollipops don't and the dishes won't. But the next best thing is Rinso. It's easy to do up a stack of dishes with soapy-rich Rinso suds to help you. Those suds chase dirt and grease in the wink of an eye. Get every pot and platter gleaming Rinso clean. And thick, peppy Rinso suds are safe as well as thorough. They don't get your hands rough and red. So, ladies, get Rinso tomorrow, first thing. Use it for dishwashing, house cleaning, and, of course, for a wash that's... And now, here are Amos and Andy. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, me and Andy would like to speak to you for just a minute about the Six Wallow and Drive. Yes, folks. It's important to all of us that this drive be a success. Getting down to facts, I think all of us here at home were a little over-optimistic this past summer 
and during the early fall when our armies were going through France and when we were taking one Jap island after another. That's right. Our boys did a wonderful job then, just as they're doing now. But I think we can see pretty clearly that the war isn't over yet. That is right. Those boys on the fighting fronts can't let up for one second, and neither can we. No, that's right. They can't fight Japs and Germans with their bare hands, and we've got to give them the best of equipment and plenty of it. And there's only one thing that will do it, and that is money. So, folks, let's get in back of this six-war loan with all we've got. Don't forget, our fellows in uniform is doing all the dirty work for us. Yes, and the least we can do is to back them up. Remember, you are not giving away anything. You are merely loaning your money to Uncle Sam and receiving a very liberal return. Won't you please buy an extra war bond tomorrow? Thank you, and good night. Good night, folks. with us again next Friday evening at this same time when the makers of Rinso present the Amos and Andy Christmas show. The boys' guests will be the Paul Taylor Chorus, who join in Amos and Andy's special presentation, which has become a Christmas tradition. This program is broadcast to our armed forces everywhere. This is Harlow Wilcox saying good night to all of you from all of us. This is the National Broadcasting Company.